0: We're pleased to partner again with Curex, the number one insole in the run specialty retail market, which means in running stores, it's the top-selling brand of insoles. It's no wonder. Curex insoles are highly customizable and provide dynamic arch support. For 15% off, visit curex.us and use code AMR15.
1: Welcome to AMR Trains, a podcast about training and racing and endurance sports. I'm Dimity McDowell, co-founder of Another Mother Runner. Today, we have got a treat for you, friends. Our podcast is part adventure, part friendship, part inspiration, especially if you're interested in getting off the pavement and onto hiking trails. In late July, I hiked Half Dome in Yosemite National Park with my J-team, Jessica Johnston and Joanne Verway two mother runners out of St. Paul, Minnesota. You may remember them as my teammates on a 2018 rim to rim hike in the Grand Canyon. So this is our part two adventure with the J team. Today, they are going to relive the 17-18ish mile, we're not entirely sure, 4800 foot hike. We're, we're sure about 4800 up feet up and down. Um, the hike up and down Half Dome with me. So kind of a race report, but not really. So welcome, Joe and Jess. I'm so excited to, to see you guys again and, and to chat with you both.
2: Hey. So Hi, that... uh, good to see you guys.
1: Awesome. So... Okay, so before we get started on our recent California adventure, please introduce yourself briefly. Um, you know, the number of kids you have, your workout routine, like whatever you want to share with us, your favorite flavor of ice cream, whatever. Uh, <laughs> Jess, you want to go first?
2: Sure. I'm Jessica Johnston, and I am 52. <clears throat> and I have three grown children. I have uh, Ryan who just turned 25 today. So shout out Yay. to Ryan. Happy birthday. And Jack is 22 and Kira is 20. And I'm married. i uh, been married 20. I think this is our 28th year this year. Um, and my workout routine is I belong to a gym called the dungeon here in St. Paul. It's a strength training gym. So I year round do three days a week at the dungeon. It sounds much, maybe, I mean, it is a really cool gym, but it's not as harrowing as it sounds. <laughs> and it's a little, it's kind of CrossFitish, And also then I mix it up with, if it's the weather is nice. I love biking. If I'm training for something like we were specifically here, it was a ton of, Hiking and staircases and ski hills. Um, otherwise, you know, trail. I'm not as much of a road runner anymore because of my knees. So it's it's mostly other things. I mix it up with. That's about nice. It.
1: Nice. And what about yourself, Joe? Hi, yeah. This is Joe. Also from St.
3: Paul. I am 53. Uh, I have two grown kids as well, two boys, young men, uh, 22 years old and 19. Uh, and I have been married, well, it was 25 years just last week. Um, uh, see for my workout routine, I similar to Jess, uh, two peas in a pod here. I go to a strength training three days a week as well, um, at a place in St. Paul called Flex Appeal, um, with a great trainer there named Lisa Hain, who I will say I gave a shout out to when I was going up the cables. Thank you, Lisa, for getting me there. Um, (laughs) and, uh, yeah, I have. I kind of fell off the road running wagon as well. Um, and so depending on the weather, it's, you know, it's biking. I try to run a little bit um, in the winter. It's snowshoeing, but really anything to to get me outside and just keep me moving.
1: Nice. Nice. Okay. So first of all, here's a big question. Whose idea was this? Joe, I I think Joe, you were supposed to. (laughs) It's
2: Joe, let's say Joe, AKA our Julie McCoy, cruise director. I'm a certain 100% it was Joe.
3: Okay, I will say this. I didn't think we would. So it is lottery based. Um, You have to get a lottery to go up the half dome. And I will say, full disclosure, I did not think we were going to get in. The odds were like less than 30%. So I didn't think we'd get in. So yes, guilty as charged.
1: Guilty as charged. So let's, well, before we get, we'll, we'll back up and talk a little bit about half dome in case people yeah. don't know what they are. But yes, yeah, so there is a lottery because, and we've already talked about the cables, we'll go into that a little bit later in full detail. But the last part of half dome is about 400 feet of, um, you're basically going up the dome part, the kind of a big orb. And it's about a sixty degree slant, sixty degree incline. Um, and so, in 2012, the National Park Service decided not everyone can go up and down whenever they want, and they they instituted a permit process. And so, um, you applied, Joe, in March, right? And we were told in March, April yeah. that we made yep. it. We made we it. Woo-hoo.
3: We made it. Woo-hoo. <laughs> All right. Well, so, so excited so... to get that email. Yes.
2: I, was, I want to say that was one of my happiest days. I remember. I want to just look it up because I swear I went to the dungeon that day. April 12th was a April Monday. 12th. I feel like I was so stoked. And I know you were hoping or thinking we might not get in, Joe, but like I literally was praying we would because I love, yeah. I'm totally goal orientated. Like, I love having something to train for. So I do, I'll never forget April 12th. It was a happy day.
1: It was a yeah. happy day.
3: Oh, I was I was thrilled too. Just a little that's when the nerves began to kick in maybe. <laughs> yes,
1: yes. Well, and as as with everyone else, we were coming off the pandemic. I mean, let's just back yeah. up again for another second. I promise we'll go forward at some point, but in 2018 we finished the rim to rim the Grand Canyon hike and we're like, "Oh, you know, you're in that very special high of doing something that is just feels so unique and um, just awesome. It's like after you finish basically any race. And, um, and we're like, okay, we got to do this again every year. We got to think of an adventure every year. And then 2019 came and passed. We all know what happened in 2020. And so for us to reunite um, after the pandemic in Yosemite was especially uh, yeah. special. Yeah. So, so just tell us, I mean, what you know about Half Dome, what, what makes it so special? What, why is it kind of an iconic hike?
2: Okay, well, I learned all about Half Dome between signing up for the lottery and then <laughs> us actually going. I hadn't, I don't know that I really had heard of it before Joe brought it up, but then I did a lot of research and I was, you know, we all took different approaches to it. And I love, like I joined a Yosemite half dome or, or just basically a Yosemite Facebook page. And I would loved looking and hearing about everyone's stuff. So then I feel like I learned a lot. So it's really what it is, is there are what feels like a million different awesome hikes at Yosemite. So there is something for everybody. Absolutely. We did all, I mean, we saw maybe one hundredth of that park, Um, but so for us, it was, this was the this was the big one we wanted to do. So it was about 8.2 miles give or take, but you guys can correct me until you get to the cable section of Half Dome or was it the subdome? But either way, you're 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 going 8 plus miles just to get to the part of the iconic part of this hike is that Half Dome is this huge rock that sticks out that you can see from a lot of different angles of the park. And the only way to get it up vertically is to do, unless you are a seasoned climber, you know, you would get up these cables the last 400 feet. And then it is the views that you see that I researched and just dreamt about were nothing short of magnificent. It's a weird word, but I had, my family was nervous for me. (laughs) And I wasn't gonna text at all on the trip because we're just in the moment. But at the top, I just knew my mom was super nervous after she two weeks before our hike actually had her, another one of my nephews show her what we were doing. I did. I did text my family and just said, "I'm just letting you know we reached the top." And it's and I think all I said was, "It's nothing short of magnificent." I'll talk to you tonight um, because it really was just outstanding. And then you know what goes up must go down. down. Yeah, <laughs> so that was also then coming off, and I know we'll get into that more. But and then you have the two, you know, the 8.2 miles or whatever it ended up being, all the way down. And we went up the Mist Trail, although we sort of got, you know, moved over to the John Muir Trail, which was our route for the way home. But somehow we got kind of crisscrossed on the way up. But beautiful, beautiful. And I'll let Joe and Jim you talk more about
1: that. Yeah, yeah. So that's why I said 17 to 18 miles. I mean my Garmin was off, which, you know, of course, I'm not worried about that, but yeah, it was from from the bottom to the top was 8.2 if you take the mist trail. Um, which is one that goes by, well, Joe, why don't you describe the mist trail and, um, and what we, what we kind of, some of the stuff that we hiked through, because yeah, for the research that Jess did, I feel like you were um, two times as much. I mean, you were, (laughs) you were, you were deep into Instagram on that that hashtag half dome. Yeah. Well, I was, uh, I was
3: deep into the blogs. Jess was deep into the pictures. I think I, I stopped looking at the pictures once yeah. I realized what we were going to be doing. Um, so our, our, hike up, we started, we started before, uh, Oh my God, it was well before five o'clock. So I think we had a goal, right? We wanted to be out moving by five for sure. I think we actually probably started about a quarter to five. Mm-hmm. The idea there is to beat the heat and beat the crowds to the cables, right? Cause you don't want to be navigating going up or down with a lot of people that you have to jockey around. So we got started about a quarter to five in the dark um, with our headlamps, which I think is a great way to start when your initial part of the hike is really, you know, uphill because then you don't really know the hills are there. You don't know what's coming. You're just kind of walking along in the dark. Um, and we the mist trail took us past first uh, Vernal Falls, which is um, even in this drought. I mean, they were still magnificent and you're going up these cobbled stones and you know, that are kind of fancied into steps and it's all uneven and a little slippery and sandy on top. Um, and then you make your way to Nevada falls, which is even higher up. And so by now, I mean, the sun had come out and it was just, I mean, it was beautiful, right? So the falls are a backdrop and as the sun's coming up everywhere you look, it's just more beautiful. And you could look off to the side and see half dome. Um, and it still seems so far away. And it's just crazy to believe that we were actually going to make our way there, but,
1: um, yeah, well, and it's hard to, to let me interrupt you for one second because it's hard yeah. to. Um, it is truly like it looks from the side; it looks like half of a circle, right? right. And so you're like, yep. how do I get up that? Especially because the the the, the cables that we're talking about and the sub dome, which is right underneath it, which has like a staircase up it, almost or you know, a way to climb up it, um, is behind the back, right? So right. you're just looking at the sheer rock wall, and I'm like, okay not free solo in, um, you know, I'm not ready to do. Um, and I know recently on a podcast, I, I, I thought that free solo was about, um, half dumb. It's a fact about El Capitan. So yeah. we saw that plenty of times as well. Did not touch it, but, um, but yeah, so, okay. So yeah. So then we get to, um, there, there was a nice, so we climb, 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 and then there was a nice kind of I got to say flattening out. And I know Jess at one point you're like, so that's it? Like, why did we train so hard? And we'll talk about our training in a second, but Jess talk a little bit about after we kind of got um, up to what's called the subdome, which is where the ranger, there's a ranger sta- station yeah. there to check your permit and yeah, your license.
2: I, I will say that I did, like, I think three or four times I wanted to look at both of you and be like, I didn't want to jinx myself, but I, I, and I'm not, and that is not to say that that 8.2 wasn't challenging because I think when, if you do the blog and the work that Joe did, the steepest parts of this hike we did is the beginning. Mm -hmm. And it's then towards the end when you're on the sub dome and the cable section. So, you know, we had done that early section in the dark. And then, so then you had all these hours in between. And I just remember just thinking, oh, well, I mean, we're, we always have a great plan dimity always make sure that we're ready but like i i did just didn't want to jinx myself but then i was you know i was proven i was proven that we had, we had to amp it up quite a bit by the yes. subdome so right when you get to the subdome like dimity just said you have to show the ranger there proof that you did have a permit for this specific day that is how that permit works if you couldn't go that day and you wanted to go the next day, you're not going to be able to go the next day. I mean, there's a couple of weird ways you could maybe have that happen, but if you, so we showed it and then you start going. And I remember just being sh- kind of shocked actually at the level that got us to the ranger and then how it amplified at the subdome, which at least two different times, Joe yelled out, yeah. I feel like this is Campbell worthy <laughs> you know, because, because it got really steep. And it got steep fast and you're on rock. And yes, there were sections that easily you could tell, oh, this is the way to go. And it's some rudimentary stairs or whatnot. But I want to recall the moment where we didn't see the stairs. (laughs) And Dimity scaled a rock in a weird way. And I I was behind him and Joe was behind me. And I was like, I don't actually know how to get up this section. And Jim, I think someone, what did someone yell out to you? you well, were so like, there were
1: two, there were two men above me at that little yeah. point. Like, you know, sometimes you just lose the trail. Right. And so there were two men who had, who, who had climbed up that section previously. And I was like, is this the way up? And they're like, you gotta get up somehow. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> okay, not sure if that's helpful or not. And I will not, I will not reply to that. Um, so
2: then, so then Jim was like, yeah, just go this way. And it was tricky and I was slipping and I had to throw my, I had to throw my poles up to dim and I literally like you profusely apologize because then all of a sudden Joe took the little staircase <laughs> <to my right laughs> and We're I was like
3: yeah
2: way. I I feel like you know one false move and I could have been sliding down subdome yeah. but so I I just was like yep that was actually really I felt like our cardio and our endurance was tested on subdome and then and it was challenging and then you get past that and then all of a sudden you see you see what you've seen in all the pictures which which are the two by fours and the cable section that go up to summit half dome. And it's, and I remember, and Joe and Jim, you pipe in, but I remember thinking, yep, that is actually steeper than I thought it was. I I mean, I was, you know, and there weren't a lot of people up there because we had done a great job of starting our hike early so that we weren't going to encounter a ton of people. And whatever sort of baggage they had going up to Half Dome, whether they were afraid of heights or, you know, nervous or anxious. But were you guys, I was surprised at it when it was in front of us, from from a distance in front of us.
1: Yeah. What did you think, Joe?
3: Well, I actually felt when I saw it in person up close, I felt better. That's actually when my anxiety went away. Um, So I think in my mind, looking at all the pictures, You know, I know people try to accentuate the angle by holding their phone down. I mean, it is steep. Don't get me wrong. It is steep. And I did have a moment of, oh, shit, we're going to go up that. Or shoot, we're going to go up that. (laughs) Uh, But I will say that I think some of my anxiety about it came from somehow imagining that I would just be plopped at the bottom of half dome and have to go up it. But I mean, the hike had its ascent. It leveled off and we had the sub dome. And I just thought, okay, this is just the other part of the hike, like just That's keep awesome. going one side in front of the other. This is, you know, I go to my, I'm not going to turn around now. Um, you know, we had talked, Jess and I had talked, I think maybe on the plane or at the airport that we had read in blogs that people, even the best train get to the bottom of half dome and are like, I'm not feeling it today. And, you know, don't go up it. We kind of gave ourselves permission to be, if that happened, we would just, you know, let sit it out. Right. So I had that kind of in my back pocket as an out, um, but it really just became part of the hike. And I was like, well, we're just, this is a third of the hike, right? There's going up, there's doing the sub dome and then there's the half dome. So I I actually felt better once I saw it.
1: Nice. Nice. And just uh, to give you guys a visual of the cables in case you haven't seen these pictures. So they are in fact, two cables. So you hold on to one in each hand and they're, they're thick. They're like telephone wire or thicker than that. Um, like steel cables. And then in between for most of the way there are, um, laid out, uh, Perpendicular to the cables are and like kind of parallel to the ground are two by fours, right? So they're about six feet apart for most of it. It's not, there are a couple places where they can't keep them um, in because the rock changes a little bit, but they're two by fours. And what they basically recommend is that you kind of get to one of the boards, rest, and then um, get that, or you know, stop take a break if you need to, and then keep climbing. So the boards are kind of a nice way to pace yourself or, you know, heaven forbid if something were to happen and you kind of feel like you're slipping, that would stop your slide. Yeah. yeah. So, so, okay. So we get to the cables, we put Joe in front because she is, um, definitely a very steady, steady pacer. Um, I, you know, I tend to get a little, I'm kind of like a New York City taxi cab, like I go really fast when I can. And then I kind of have to slow down if I need to eat or drink or whatever. And Joe is just like steady, steady as she goes. So goes Joe, Jess, me. And um, I mean, talk about it a little bit. I mean, (laughs) Jess, what did you think?
2: Well, it was exhilarating. A, eh? I mean, I really, and I tried not to look left to right just in case, you know, I had to focus. I also have a weird, and I don't know if it was altitude, but I had a weird thing going on stomach wise at the cable section, of course, like right when the cable section started. And I had, you know, I was, I had to burp a lot and I didn't understand. And it was like, so you're, you're focusing and it's thrilling, but I'm focused on Joe because she's in front of me and my pacing has to match Joe's because you really can't, absolutely, our whole goal that we said to each other was, no, we're not in a rush, so whatever this ends up looking like is how it looks like, and, you know, we're not trying to beat a certain time, but, you know, if Joe made a two-by-four, I need to be at the other one below her, and I couldn't start going up until I knew Joe was moving, and what was super interesting that Joe and I had no idea, but Dimity took some pictures from behind, and Joe and I were like, if there was an Olympic event for cable, (laughs) cable hiking, we were completely synchronized. What's the name?
1: Synchronous? Yeah. Yeah. You were, you guys were synchronized cables. You guys would have gotten the gold medal because literally you guys, I mean, you literally, um, and you have matching packs too, we should say. So matching hydration (laughs) packs. So, so from behind, again, I was third in line and I, you would, you would, um, get to a two by four kind of, um, hunch over a little bit, catch your breath. (laughs) then take six or seven steps or whatever you needed to get to the next one and then hunch over again. And it was just like, so I got you on video. Joe was not a fan of me taking pictures from the cables. And um, that was a choice that I made because I felt very secure um, and my shoes were very grippy and, um, but you know, absolutely. Um, you know, I was safety first, other than I wanted to document it too. <laughs> it was
2: and then when we saw it, it's like our arms rested in the exact same places, our left and right arms and our legs. So it was really cute. Yeah. And it was just so I had just felt like it at one point I had my left, you know, so whatever what I wanna explain too to everyone is that there's cables and you're on the the, the rock, but at certain points you would have to take a big step up because you know the rock wasn't just smooth slanty all the way up there were you know different variations of it so it sometimes not only were you pulling your weight you know by holding on to the cables and it did surprise me how much upper body strength it took i mean we strength trained so i was i i was ready and for it i just didn't anticipate it would take as much as it did um and then you also had to just kind of watch between the two by fours. Sometimes you had to take a big step up. And at one point I had a weird muscle twinge in my left thigh. And I was like, quads, they're like my favorite part of my body. Don't let it down.
1: <laughs> yeah. So Joe, that's why you gave a shout out to your your strength training instructor, right? <laughs> On the cable. Right? And oh, you... Yeah. Yeah.
3: I mean, it's all, I mean, that's more upper body than,
1: than we thought.
3: I mean, there were definitely some stretches like Jess just mentioned where you really had to hoist yourself up. So I know, Dim, you had a technique, if we ever do it again, um, to get up the cables that I'll try, but I was, I mean, I was pulling myself up more with my biceps, I think like for a reviewer, I think you were more pushing off of the posts. I was doing uh, a little both. I was doing board. tricep, bicep, trying to balance, yeah. but yeah, yeah. that was. Yeah. And I was hoisting myself up. And one thing the ranger does say when you uh, are getting your permit and gives you all the tips is, you know, he's like, don't uh, wait till you get to the top to enjoy the views. Don't look left. Don't look right. Just focus on getting ahead. And I kind of imagined that as well when we were going to get started that I'm just going to look down, but it's, it's impossible to not look left or right or even to turn around. And I was, even though I was like, oh, damn, you got your phone out. And then <laughs> like, you're going to love that picture. you said, and I thought, all right, that's fine. Um, but it's so and hard just, I, to look around and just be, I mean, it's just, it's magnificent. It's beyond words of what it looks like behind you and on either side of you while you're going up. It's just crazy.
2: Joe, you have sonic ears too, because I swear the only reason you knew that the camera was out is you heard the click. Like I was literally like, don't tell Joe. We made a deal. We made a deal. We were, I told my family, I'm not pulling out my phone and the cables. And then all of
1: a sudden Joe's like, what? I heard that. Well, I told her to turn around. That was, that was me. I was like, you know what? She's going to be so- upset if all we see is her pink butt. And I've got <laughs> Jess's cute face turning around, <laughs> smiling at me. So, all right. Anyway, so we I was, uh, turned around to make sure Jess, that you were on the next two by four. Yeah, exactly. So we get to the top and Joe's uh, stunning research set tells us, told us that it was about seven football fields. And it is, I mean, it looks like it is comes to this pointy top, but in fact, it's very pretty flat on top. I mean, there's Mm -hmm. still some, you know, things to climb and descend, but it's not, it's, it's pretty flat. Um, And I got to say, I got to the top and kind of sat down and looked over the edge. Um, At that point, I hadn't really felt anything as far as Like, we're really high. We were at 8,800 feet. um, And, but there's, it's in a valley, right? And so there's, it goes down fast. And, um, gosh, I was probably 10 feet from the edge. And I looked over and I just got that weird, you know, that stomach vertigo, like when you're on a trampoline or a swing at this point, you know, in our lives, where you're just like, oh gosh, I'm not doing that again, you know? And then meanwhile, there are these iconic pictures from Yosemite um, at the top from the half dome. It's called the diving board. Um, I've learned since we took the pictures, but basically it's this rock tongue that goes out um, on one side. And from again, where I was sitting, I was like, there is no way I'm going out there. That looks just harrowing, but like anything else, almost like the cables, like anything, once you're on it and in it, it doesn't seem so bad, right? You've got your nice solid feet underneath you. So in fact, the diving board is, I mean, I wouldn't call it super safe, but I mean, it is a huge platform that you can stand on, right? Yeah. Um, tell Joe, tell the story about the family when you went to go get your picture taken out there. <laughs> yeah,
3: so I, I was walking over to get the money shot and uh, there was a, a mother, father and their 10-year-old kid, right? So their 10-year-old boy had just went up half home. gone up half-dome. And I'm walking over and they're kind of down a little bit from the tongue part. And I said, oh, I'm, I just want to cut through here and get the money shot. And he said, oh, the money shot. And I pointed out there and he said, well, we just, we told him, me and the son, that he couldn't go out there. And I said, oh, well, I, I can come back and do it another time. And he's like, no, just cut on through. So I stood there, got my shot. And we, the three of us kind of took turns. Although I think Demi stayed on the other side, taking our pictures and before we knew it, that family had kind of split and the boy was on the ledge, the dad was going to get the shot of him. So, so much for the rules of, yeah, you're not going over there yet. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> he was like, up what? there getting a shot, so...
1: Yeah. Well, and I had yeah. gone around to the other side, which again, I was still feeling oh, that yeah. Woo, woo, yeah. in my stomach. And so I, but I was like, I realized I looked at the pictures that I'd taken of you out there, Joe. And yeah. I was like, oh, that's not it. We need a better vantage. And so I went basically across from you, but again, yeah. on a rock. And I'm like, I am sitting down. <laughs> I'm <am> like <laughs> sitting down. And I'm like, you guys can take my picture sitting down from here, but I am not standing up. Um, so I got well, some great pictures yeah. of both you guys out there. And then I kind of got my legs underneath me and felt a little bit less, um, yeah. kind of, uh, I don't know what the word is dizzy. I wasn't dizzy, but you know, that feeling. Yeah. Oh yeah.
3: But I will say the shot that we, so while you were taking pictures of me, I took some of you and Jess and from your vantage point, I mean, you the shot I got of you was actually just equally as cool of a shot. I mean, you're, cause you're sitting right out there with, you know, nothing but sky behind you. So it's, it's pretty cool as well.
1: Well, it's hard to take a bad picture in Yosemite. It is hard. Lord knows, we took four (laughs) thousand, and we have still four thousand to edit. So, yeah, yeah.
0: This episode is brought to you exclusively by Curex, the final step to better running. Curex insoles are the number one insole in the run specialty retail market. Meaning, in running stores, it's the top-selling brand of insoles. It's no wonder. Curex Run Pro insoles are highly customizable and provide dynamic arch support. I know there are a lot of add to your shoe options, yet insoles shouldn't be just cushioning and shouldn't only be stiff like a custom orthotic. Curex delivers the best of both these options. Curex Run Pro insoles have flexible support with just the right level of rigidity. They have a thin low profile, yet still deliver maximum support and comfort. Curex Run Pro insoles are available in three profiles, high, medium, and low. I have high arches, so my feet, knees, hips, and back are grateful I added Curex Runsole insoles to my shoes. Here I am, a runner of a more advanced age, yet, knock on wood, I'm injury-free and have been for a while. I don't think it's any coincidence. Once you become a believer in run, run pro insoles, you'll want to check out Curex's other options. Curex offers the largest line of sport activity-specific insoles, from cleat pro for soccer or baseball, hike pro for, you guessed it, hiking, support step for walkers, even work pro for on-their-feet professions, plus tennis, golf, hockey, and skiing, too. Try Curex risk free today. The company offers a 60 day warranty, even if the product has been cut to fit your shoes. Visit Curex.us and use code AMR15 for 15% off a pair of Curex insoles. That's C U R R E X dot U S with code AMR15 for 15% off. Curex.us with code AMR15.
1: Okay, so we're we're on the top of Half Dome. We have had a great day. We're feeling strong, so we need to go back down because, um, again, so now these cables. There's not like one that's up, you know, like an up escalator and a down escalator. Like everybody shares the cables, no matter which way you're going. So, um, so Jess, talk a little bit about how we got down.
2: All right. So on our way down, Jim, you went first, and then Joe went second, and I went third, and then you scaled that rock so well and fast. I think all of a sudden Joe and I are like, Where, where's Dim? And like, I swear you were at the bottom. Um and our, so the technique we had we did and and I think at a certain point Dim you turned around and went frontwards when it when you got past the steepest part. But we went started out going backwards down. It just a lot of people, a lot of the blogs we read sort of said that was a good strategy. So Joe Joe for sure went backwards holding on to both cables. And I Went down on one side, hold having both my hands on the left side of the cable, only because at that point, I think by the time we were coming back down, it was probably around 11:15. I think some of my timestamps might be around that time. Okay. And there is at that point, that's peak time. And now instead of having just, you know, go down at your leisure and you'll have all the cables to yourself, there's a lot of people that are like ants coming up the cables now. So you have to maneuver and communicate, and and the ranger tells you that too, like and there are boards posted, communicate on the cables, you're dealing with a lot of other people's stuff, and it, you just got to communicate, so I liked hugging one side, but was going down backwards, like rappelling off of a, a rocker mountain, that's what it felt like, and Joe would get, I you know, I was close enough to Joe that when Joe got near someone that was climbing up, she did such a great job communicating, she just would be like, hey, I'm coming close, do you want me to go around you, or do you want to go around me, and most of those people were you know, resting on the two by four. And I think Joe, for the most part, they would let you kind of release one hand and then you would sort of half hug them and go behind them to grab the cable again. And and it didn't feel that crazy going down. And I, I liked, for some reason it worked for me to have both hands on the same cable so I could kind of see behind me a little bit and rappel backwards.
1: Yeah, yeah. No, it and was good.
2: Jimmy got down there so fast, she was able to take video of us coming. <laughs> well, I got to say,
1: so the other yes. thing, and we we wrote about this in the blog, but um, having gloves, if you are heading to Half Dome or, you know, the, and they say this everywhere, is having gloves. And I had um, Grant's kind of like leather work gloves. You guys had more um, fabric-y kind of gloves. I mean, they were per- they were great, um, but they're more like gardening slash sticky gloves, that you bought at ACE, I believe. So, (laughs) um, I had like really kind of heavy duty gloves and, um, I think I literally, it felt like a rope toe. Like it reminded me of being on a rope toe when I was like six years old. Right. And so Mm -hmm. I kind of just held on, you know, and, and tightened when I needed to, and then kind of just did a side down, you know, just kind of sidestep down. So again, um, you Know it was it, it, whatever works for you and whatever feels best, and and you know, none of us ever felt out of control or like we were putting um, our bodies in jeopardy or somebody else's. Um, yeah. so yeah, so that was it, was great, and then you get down and just <laughs> elation, right? So, so this is the best, well, what I think is the best part, and it may not be that funny to other people because you weren't there, but. I mean, Jess, you turned into like Tony Robbins, Ted Talk extraordinaire. (laughs) Like you hadn't even gotten off the cables and you were giving people pep talks. So talk about kind of why you feel like, I mean, you shared so much great advice, but you just felt so good right just talk about that a little bit i think you're just
2: uh, so elated by your experience and then and you've done like what appears to be the hardest part and you're just on this high and and i'll preface it by telling you that the day before it was killing me i wanted to see someone who had done half dome on sunday we our permit was for monday and we were like doing a bunch of different hikes and we were near the middle part of yosemite like yosemite village where you could get snacks or a store and i remember at like five we ran into a guy that had just, I was so excited he had a, except for he had like a 50 pound pack on. And I just was like, and anyone that knows me will not be surprised, but I was just throwing out questions, like just <laughs> deep questions like, hey, how was it? Did you just get back down from half dome? And I mean, I just, it was ridiculous. And I remember Joe and Dim were behind me, just like shaking their head going, yeah, he, I don't know that he really wants to talk to you. <laughs> but I, I don't, you're just on this high. And what you see when you get off the cables is you see, Either people are on the cables going up or they're sitting there thinking about whether they're going to do it or they're yeah. getting their courage up or they're, you know, it's a lot of people that are sitting or crouched down and, and you can tell, or they say, how was it? And you're like, it was amazing. You can do this. Like, go do it. It Pace yourself. And it, we just would, I would rattle things off because I think I was on such a high. Yeah.
1: Yeah. You yeah. know, totally. Yeah, totally. Even, and you were like, cheerleader number two, Joe, right like,
2: behind
3: her. the more you know. So we, I was going to say we did that. We did run into someone. i not run into someone. Well, we were going down. We had a pause because there was a woman sitting on one of the boards. And we just heard a voice say, come on, mom, you can do it. And turned around. And there was a woman, you know, probably our age, right? And she had a late older teenager daughter who was trying to encourage her. And the woman got up from sitting. And we were, I had to get past her, but. It's like, if I can do it, you can totally do it. And you're halfway up, like, just keep going. Her family was with her, but it was sweet because you could tell she had a moment because she was sitting down, yeah, uh, facing out, like she just couldn't go any further it's just fun to be able to be almost halfway down and be like, okay, I'm safe. Now I can offer encouragement.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. Well, and then we did find people that were, you know, there's a lot of um, rocks to sit on around the, around the bottom of the cables. And I mean, we did run in, we ran into a dad with two daughters, like two teenage daughters, one had a volleyball t-shirt on and they were wondering, you know, if they could do it. And uh and I was like, and because they, they were curious about their upper body strength. And I was like, do you play volleyball? Because she had her shirt on. And I'm like, oh, my God, you can totally do this. You know, they're very fit, ready to go. There was another woman who um, who was just, you could just tell that she was very, very nervous. And we were trying to kind of give her the, give her the confidence to go. But then, yep. Joe, at the end, you said, you know, but if it doesn't feel right, don't push it. I mean, it's not like you get to sub dome and you're like, oh, this sucks. I don't see anything, right? Like, I mean, it's like, you know, you can see... 90% of the views that you can from the top, right? And um, so that's definitely, you know, if, if people need to call it a day, because I think what the other thing that I want to talk about now is coming down. And we had our hiking poles. That was one thing that I could not recommend m- more. Um, But it's exhausting, right? I mean, it's just a very long day. It's not like it's exhausting in the way that you're running a 5K, but um, gosh, we probably got to mile 14 or 15. I don't know where we were. And I was like, okay, I need to break off for a second because (laughs) my knees were killing me. You know, I haven't been on my feet for that long in a really long time, you know, that weight bearing thing. And um, I just needed to just keep moving forward at a pace and not talk anymore. And not, I didn't want to eat any more of our snacks. Like I just wanted to get down. And I think that's pretty normal for a long day hike. Like at some point you hit a low where you're just like, Okay, if a um, horse comes by right now, or a motorcycle, <laughs> or something, I might just hop on it, right? Did you guys have that moment, Jess? Did you have a moment like that?
2: Yeah, I mean, I think the way down, it. I mean, no doubt, your legs are fatigued by the the, the point in which you're talking about. I we all we remember. I mean, it's like we the three of us really, really move so well together, and the strengths that we each bring are different, and. I think we all know and respect each other enough that we can kind of tell at a certain point I, w- I went ahead and you and Joe were chatting before. And I think I just, I just wanted to listen to the chatter, but just concentrate on getting down because yeah. really by 14, 15 miles at, at that steep level, going down your knees, there's no way you wouldn't be feeling your quads, knees, and your feet are, They are, they're tired. Yeah. They're, yeah. So I think we just, and we know each other so well that when you hit that point, I just, hung with Joe because she's steady Joe. <laughs> yeah,
1: exactly. <laughs> exactly. And well,
2: and we, Yeah, and I think, but there you're fatigued. There is, you know, yeah. we were really well trained and you're still fatigued. That's a yeah. long day.
1: Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Well well, so Joe, talk a little bit about our training. Um, I mean, so I basically modified the the program that I gave, mm-hmm. excuse me, that I gave you guys for the Grand Canyon. And um I will say that we have it about uh, if you're listening and you're like, "Oh, I want to do the Grand Canyon or I want to do Yosemite or another big hike. It is about seventy percent away there for prime time in our training programs. Um it's just one of those things that is just kind of been stalled by life and the pandemic and everything <laughs> else. So maybe this will finally this podcast will finally spur us to get it up. But um talk a little bit about the training and kind of the yeah. max stuff you guys did, yeah, so the training, I mean, you set
3: us up really well. So we, Boy, there was. If I look back at what we did, and I feel like we entered. I entered this training round in a better place, I think, than the Grand Canyon. I felt like I had a train to start training for the Grand Canyon, um, but in this place, I felt like it you was know, a pretty good spot with strength training three times a week, um, and you set us up with you know gradually increasing longer heights um, hikes, and you know specific distances we had to hit, um, elevation gains we had to hit. Um, a lot of the, I did supplement my strength training with some of your exercises more around the prehab stuff with mobility work, which I think is super helpful just because of the impact and being on your feet so much, uh, was super helpful. Um, you know, the max hike that we did, we had on our schedule was 15 miles was a target and 3000 feet of elevation. So in Minnesota, that meant (laughs) (laughs) going up and down hills. Um, which we did. So we started actually our training uh, going to Highland Hills in Bloomington and just going up and down the ski hills. And that is like ground zero for other hikers who are training for other kind of epic events. We bumped into someone there who had done Half Dome before. He was training for some big hike out in Washington. Um, and so just part of the, I mean, that part of the training alone and bumping into people is, is super inspiring. Yeah. Um, and gain a little bit of insight from their experiences. So, you know, we did, uh, so back to the training routine, it was, you know, strength three times a week. Um, Jess and I were able to keep going to our classes or we could drop in on yours as well. Um, You know, there was some run walking mixed in there one day a week um, or two days a week and then a big hike on the weekend. And kind of started out with like six, seven miles, seemed easy enough, and then it was 10 or 12. Um, like I said, the max was 15 miles and about 3,000 feet of elevation, um, and all that seemed, you know, really doable. And like, I mean, I felt really well prepared for what we we're about to do, for sure.
1: You were.
2: I, you guys I were would rock stars. Yeah, I would agree with that. And also, we incorporated. Um, the only thing I would add to that is staircases. We did staircases. Oh, yeah. And yeah. I will tell you that that that's super important. So if you're if anyone's out there thinking about doing this, uh, this there are a lot of stairs. To get up Half Dome, that that yeah. whole hike is stair almost stairs. Like it's crazy. It's 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 stairs in the woods where we had sequoias. It was stairs on the rocks. It was stairs near the waterfall. So you can't go wrong with getting some of your elevation from uh, staircases. Yeah,
3: and I don't know how I could have forgotten that because it was one day, one workout a week of stairs. So yeah. we were either stairs or steep hill repeats.
1: Yeah. yeah. And the best, and just just uh, taking a coaching perspective, I mean, it's not just going up, but it's coming down again, yes. you know? So okay. like when you have something like that, where you can, you know, kind of mimic that up and down all the time and getting your legs tired and getting used to supporting you, that's awesome. Yep. Awesome. Yeah. You guys were rock stars. I was doing my swim bike um, training most of the time, but I did one, I did two long hikes and my last one was, I think over 3000 feet and it was about 13 or 14 miles. So but that was really um, a gear check for me, figuring out kind of where my hot spots were on my feet, on my hands from the poles, how my, my pack was feeling and stuff. So I felt ready to, so it was, it was a good, I mean, that's one thing that, um, you know, we had a lot of time to talk and, uh, you know, doing something, this, something like this with friends is, I mean, makes it so much more memorable. It makes it special. You get, create memories, have great pictures, all that kind of thing, but I think it's really important that if you do decide to do something like this, that you guys are on the same page as far as your commitment to training, um, what what you want out of the day, um, even like, you know, I was like, okay, I think we need to get up at 3.30. And I was kind of like, ah, what do you guys think? And then you're like, yep, totally, totally. So, you know, not that, you know, you would pick somebody that wouldn't be committed to a goal, but just more like how compatible are you? With a, with a training buddy, with an adventure buddy, um, because it, it matters, right? I mean, you do hit those um, moments where you're like, okay, I know I can do this, you know, but it's really got to come from inside. And um, and if you have to take care of somebody else along the way, you know, of course things can happen. You know, there's always a, a, an if there, but you know, for the most part, I knew you guys were rock solid as well, which was fun. So that's my piece of advice for people, especially if they want to go with somebody. Um, but I'm curious, um, and I'll start with you, Joe. For people who are thinking about doing something that isn't necessarily like a race registration um, or it isn't an organized event, kind of what advice do you have for them? What would you say? Because you're definitely okay. our organizer.
3: <laughs> I mean, I would say do it. So I I stopped regularly running a couple of years ago when we started training for the Canyon, I never really got back and do it again, um, as I used to do. So I needed something else to fill it. And I really, you know, I just love being on the trails. Um, and it's such a huge, you can still have a huge sense of accomplishment. It doesn't, you know, just cause you're not crossing a finish line, a literal one, doesn't mean you haven't completed something epic. Um, you know, not to go back to the Canyon, but when we came out of the Canyon, it was like, oh, you just, we kind of walked up to the top and that was it. There was no fanfare or anything. Um, but at the same time, I was like, hey, that was huge. And I felt the same way getting to the top of Half Dome. Cause it's like, I I mean, I fully admit I had anxiety about going up. I'm not afraid of heights, but I thought, you know, this is definitely outside my comfort zone. Sure. Um, and I did it. And that is like, the, that's gotta be the coolest feeling, right? So whatever it is, that's just a little bit outside your comfort zone. If you can get there and do it, I mean, it just spurs you on to the next thing. So it's like, what's the next thing that I'm a little afraid of that I want to try? Um, and it doesn't have to be, a, you know, a formal race. It doesn't have to be an organized event. It can just be something with your friends that just pushes, you know, pushes you a little bit outside of what you're used to doing. That makes all the difference. I, I think we even talked about this when we were going up, but like we bumped into the, you know, the nicest people on the way up, and they were on their own adventures, and so fun to talk to them. And it's like, there's, I can't remember the exact words of the saying, but it's like, you know, if you want to have your faith restored in humanity, just, you know, watch a marathon. And I kind of feel like, well, it's the same thing. Just get on the trails. If you want to have your faith restored in humanity, meet the nicest people who are doing, you know, just really fun, neat stuff. And yeah, I, I would
1: just say, do it. You know, even well, if it's
3: a lottery and you're kind of hoping maybe you don't get in.
1: Do it. <laughs> and Jess, I'm going to get to you in one second. So hold your piece of advice. But, but Joe, remember the dad, again, the dad of the 10 year old. What did he say? Well, it's yes. just kind of a bonding experience. We're all in the same, <laughs> what do you say? The same predicament up here or something Oh, like yeah.
3: We're that? all in the same predicament. Yeah. So yeah. it's like you just said, you're all in it together. We all want to get up the cables and we all want to get down. And
1: yeah, I mean, it's just, yeah. it's definitely a bonding experience. Well, and we walked into the parking lot. Uh, we kind of, kind of travel with the same yeah. groups, right? It's a little bit like a race and in that way. And um, and there was a group of like five people who yeah. were in front of, like we were with all day, but they got down before we did, uh, sitting in the back of their truck, you know, drinking their beers. They clapped for us. So we went over yeah. and said hi and thanks and how'd it go? And it turns out that uh, two of them got married two, yeah. uh, and then the officiant was there and there were some uh, some they got married in the top of half dome. I should have finished that sentence. So anyway, so just like you get to be a part of that, even though we didn't yeah. know what's happening. um, They kind of found their own little corner on the seven football fields and did it. But that's kind of fun knowing that we were up there with them. So what about you, Jess? What kind of advice would you have for somebody, especially if they're, um, you know, because the thing about running and um, I mean, I know a lot of people know this is it's very accessible, right? It's like, out your door, very little equipment, very little planning, and you get to go. So, I mean, this is uh, not camping in the wilderness, as in you need a bear canister and all that kind of stuff, but it's different than just, you know, going for your five mile around your neighborhood. So if somebody's thinking about it, what would you tell them?
2: Well, I mean, I would, they're, they're different experiences, but there's a lot of similarities. And I think just for me personally, I have, really developed a love more for the experience of things more than a finish line per se in a race. And, and there are a lot of things that go into that with how your body's feeling. And, but I think you can get as much satisfaction from, you know, picking something like this and training for it. And, but it is more the experience the day the rim to rim was the same way. The day comes and goes, right. You, you look forward to it for so long. And then you realize it really was the whole thing. The, the whole thing was, and I, I get a little misty-eyed and I did have a, 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 I had tears at the top of Half Dome when I was like on my way over to the other side where you guys were. And I just thought, you know, your are pla- like when you realize your place in the world and how small you are when you're up there. And, but I do like it, the experience is more important to me right now. And that the fact that I have an experience with friends that are like-minded and I can train with. And the benefits that I'm gaining. And to be honest with you, Ivan, I don't know when the last race race I ran was. You know, but I'm in probably some of the better shape of my life at 52. At 52 and not signing up for three races a year where I'm I'm on the pavement and and that's not to discourage that because that's great. And a lot of people get a lot of benefit and being able to run out your front door and get your workout in is huge. But there is just other options I'd want everyone to know. Like in doing something like this with with friends and, and the accountability, like, you know, you get your workouts in because I know Jim and Joe are going to, would be, you know, disappointed if I wasn't ready. There was no part of me, absolutely. I was going to be ready. Just no way I would do that. Cause we were all, it's like all for one and one for all. So I would just say there's so many experiences out there that test your fitness limits and, and all the other things and, and try new things. And, and if you're used to races, maybe try something like an experience high you know, an experience more where you're still goal. Again, I'm super goal orientated. Right now, I'm chomping at the bit because I'm enjoying this experience. But I'm like, okay, what's next? Yes. Just even if it's two years away, in my head, I'm like, okay, keep strength, keep going, Jess, keep going. So I just would say, try new things. This was an absolutely amazing experience with you two. Again, I love being part of the J team. I love, you know, being a part of these experiences with you. Timothy and you,
1: Joanne. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, thank you. That perspective is really, I love hearing it. And um, thank you guys for a great day. Uh, I hope that this gave some insight into listeners. Um, You know, it was definitely a great day for us, but it can also be a great day for you. And it doesn't have to be Half Dome or Grand Canyon or anything like that. It can just be something that is kind of calling your name that might be a little bit off the grid or off the beaten path and we encourage you to to give it a go because um there's so much good waiting out there for you so all right ladies well i'm going to sign off um but thank you for joining us and um and we will see you uh maybe next year we'll have another adventure hopefully and hopefully it won't take another three years yeah yeah (laughs)
2: thanks for having
1: us thanks
2: for having us all right